Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. September the 8th, 2022, a day that will go down in infamy, Mike and I have agreed that we are going to start our own virtual batting cage in the Middle Tennessee area. Did you or did you not agree to me the other day that that would be an excellent idea? I was thinking about it, yeah. I thought it would. I, I think saw it's some a, guys doing it on TikTok too. It looked like a lot of fun. Oh, I think it's a great idea. And mm-hmm. Ryan up in Rhode Island does the the, uh, sim, the golf simulator. You do one all the same. Do that at a card show. You set up at card shows. Could you here. do that? Could you take that virtual or mobile? I don't know. I don't know what's involved, but I do think it'd be fun to have like golf simulation, a baseball simulation. Yes. Bam. Guys, welcome to the podcast. You caught us in the middle of a conversation. Thanks for joining. Had a physical today. <laughs> got a little, got a little drug, blood drawn, little dread blonde. You, uh, you feeling okay? A little lightheaded? Drinking lemonade, sugar free lemonade though. So that's actually not helping. Wait a second, that is a really. I didn't even manage to notice that you're not drinking a Red Bull or a, a Monster. I've been off Monster for a couple of weeks. I've had like one really? in the last two weeks. This Do you just think that like, your results are going to be accurate then, though? Like, are you just trying to game the system right now to make you look healthier? Five foot seven, two hundred and one <laughs> pounds. You're only 201? You've come down a little bit. I thought you were like 210 or something. I was 207. Wow. Not anymore. Bro, you were healthy as a horse. I will tell you this. Uh, zero sugar lemonade oh is gosh. literally just like acidic <laughs> water that you think might have spoiled. Like it was in the plastic bottle too long in the sun. I like that. That's fine. I like it a lot. Um, is Minute Maid a sponsor of the ringer? Have we? Well, done? they won't be after that. Um Let's hit them with a rundown. Let's go ahead and jump right in. We have a number of things. It is 
NFL opening day. Welcome. Hang on. I have to Your stop year this has real, begun. Real and fast. we're stopping yep. right away. Hold the rundown. Okay. Just want to speak to the Otani thing real quick because I've been going back and forth with people on social who are driving me nuts. <laughs> this is very simple. I don't think a player on a team with a losing record should ever win the MVP. Almost ever. I think he is going to win the MVP, though, because other people disagree with me. So I think he's going to win. I don't think he should. I think Aaron Judge is the most valuable player in the league. Best player on the best on one of the best teams. It's only happened seven times, by the way. People keep saying, like, wins-loss does not matter. It absolutely does. Seven times in the modern era has a player on a team with a losing record won the MVP. So we can just stop all this ridiculous talk that this is just something that happens all the time. And by the way, it's going to happen, too, because he's done that before, as is Mike Trout twice, I think, on a with a losing record. Trout has three MVPs. So... Just to be clear, I think Otani is going to win. I don't think he deserves to win. It almost never happens that a player on a losing re- team on a team with a losing record does, but I think we'll see it happen this year. Jesse, hit us with the rundown, please. Couldn't have waited until after the rundown to do that part. That's okay. Uh, it's NFL Day, folks. I think for most of us, I my for me personally, this is my favorite time of the year when I can actually enjoy sports again. Just because basketball, there's so many games, and baseball is just blah. Uh, that being said, we've got a number of things that you guys will appreciate. Hopefully we've got a little side hustle segment. Thank you to Micah. Oh, I'm going to butcher the last name, no, but I'm going to, I'm going to try because I think I've got it. I've tried. I practice a little bit. Micah Malamasuro, unless it's Malamasuro, it could have been that, but Micah, thank you very much for your side hustle plays. Um, on QB news, we've got non QB investment information, We've got a little straight facts homie for you. News going on. A number of you have asked us to comment on uh, Prism NFT. Prism Baseball is surprisingly very hot. We're going to talk about uh, Nashville Card Show release week. A little hodgepodge of little news things in your mailbag. That, my friends, is the rundown. Let's go ahead and big picture. That is way too loud. I'm sorry. You got to put down your phone, though. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what do we do? So, big hit us with the numbers. I told you I would react to this because we had some interesting stats on some NFL stuff. So, Micah put together this list uh, maybe two weeks ago. So, the numbers are still relatively uh, uh, accurate. This has to do with whether or not you can flip some raw cards for QBs and make money with PSA specifically. This is what the report was was done on. So he he took raw prism prices for, and tops chrome if if that was the relevant rookie card. Uh the grading of what the the PSA 10 pricing, excuse me, uh the pop count, how often it gems and then your total profit after the cost to get your car graded, is it worth it? Who should you go after? Who should you not go after? Interesting one Daniel Jones was probably one of the most interesting ones because you are getting almost nothing for a PSA Pop 10. This Daniel chart Jones, up here so we can all see it. Yeah, go ahead and share your screen as it were. That is your chart right there. So, this is the most interesting one to me is just the fact that you could get a card graded as a PSA 10 for one of these QBs and get nothing for it well, essentially nothing because you spend $30 in grading if you go through Nash cards. You the card that's direct to PSA. The card raw is eight, and your in value is thirty eight dollars. So you you net zero on that card. 
But some of the really... Well, hang on. Because that guy's a garbage player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, just the fact that he's still a potential QB that guys would invest in, it's good to know that you shouldn't necessarily be investing in him. I don't think anybody is even... You don't think there's anybody who's taking a flyer on? Okay. And well, if they are, they're not. Like, they're, I don't think they're grading him like today. Like, hey, let's grade, get this guy Well, graded. that's essentially what he is. He is a flyer. Because right now, you can't really invest in him and consider yourself making any kind of real investment return. Okay. Um, the next, let's just go to back up to the top of the list. That was like the, the big shocker on this list. Um, Jalen Hurts, raw, $8. And I really appreciate, too, that he put in the gem rate. So how often this thing is going to gem? The the Jalen Hurts card is actually the lowest chances of gemming. Uh, but if you get a PSA 10, it goes for $89. It's $8 raw. It's only a 32% chance that it's going to gem. But if you have a good eye, you're looking at some cards you want to purchase. If that, you know, if that actually has a chance of gemming, you've made a thousand percent return on your money. I mean, that's also the best one. So I think the the gem rate being the lowest and the best return probably go a little hand in hand there. Um, there was some interesting information too. I think, let me see. Let me go back to this real quick. So he points out something, the Hertz multiplication rate. So this I found really interesting as far as a comparison. He says, if you were to purchase seven Jalen Hertz prism cards um, that have a potential to become a gem, it would cost you just under the cost of one raw Prism Herbert. So for this exercise, you're going to act that everything gems. So what he found was that even if he was to purchase those Hertz cards at $15, so double the price, we said it was going for eight, right? So if they were 15, you're still going to make more profit than you would on a single Herbert card. So to go back to the list, Herbert is... Raw, $63. A PSA 10 is selling for $316. So yeah, you're making $223 on that one card if it gems. But again, it's very low gem rate for this one too. It's only 37%. So it is interesting to know if you are in the game of a side hustle trying to invest, trying to flip uh, or buy raw grade and resell, some of these are maybe more worth it than others. Do you see the one too, um, Dak Prescott? You know, seventy percent of his cards, Jim. I think that's, I, that's pretty high. Yeah, I mean, of those cards, do him, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, are the three highest. Which ones would you say are your better investment choices? So you get Dak Prescott, a PSA ten, doing four hundred bucks out of twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. You've got Deshaun Watson out of twenty seventeen. Hard to invest anything in him right now. And Derek Carr, I mean Derek Carr, sixty seven bucks. I think it's a cool cheap play because I think they're going to have some big games and some yeah. big weeks. So yeah, I like Derek Carr. A couple of the other numbers that stood out too, like Russell Wilson's a guy. Now again, we're going back to Topps Chrome with him instead of Prism because he's back in two thousand twelve. Thirty four percent rate, but it's funny he goes from forty one to under three hundred. Herbert is sixty bucks and over three hundred. Like, there's a couple of these that actually stood out to me that, like, the multiplier is insane. But Tua and Jalen are by far the biggest. You can buy their raw prisms, eight and eight to ten bucks, and they're selling eighty to ninety dollars. That is pretty. That's actually pretty wild. Honestly, I think the it it stinks the Deshaun Watson one um, because that would actually be a really good investable one just because it has such a high pop count and it does have such a high gem rate as well. Uh, but if you look at 
I think the best one is honestly the Dak Prescott because there's still a decent pop count. There's 1,300. It's not the highest by any means. But the fact that you could get a gem in 70% of the cases, it goes raw for 100 bucks, and PSA 10 sell for $400 right now. I mean, that's... Yeah, here's the tough thing. That's a 2016 card. You're not going to find... Like, we're going to be at the big show in Nashville this weekend. Mm-hmm. I doubt anybody has... Like, I wouldn't a be raw. shocked if you didn't see any of those raw. Okay. Because six years, so you got to take that into as well, like years later. So, but I do think that this is an overall interesting idea as far as most of the guys. I mean, I think not most, but a, a number of the guys listening to this are ones that are going to buy and flip something at some point. If you're going after raw things, this is probably a really good report to not only, you know, look at now, but also just keep track of your own. Just because if you know what you're going to spend on grading, you know, the percentage uh, for the the gem rate, I mean, it's a law of large numbers. The more you invest in the single raw card, the higher your chances are going to be. If you have a decent eye to check out and see if it's going to grade well, then the better your chances are in your return investment. Yeah, I'd be curious to see 2021. Because the four guys from 2020, uh, so Tua Hertz, Burrow, and Herbert, gem rate 47 37, 42, and 32. So like 40% gem rate, probably. 38 to 40%. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. So yeah. yeah. Have a good... Yep. Um, all right. So there, there's your little QB news. We also had the guys pull some numbers on non-QB stuff. We want to start with Justin Jefferson for wide receiver. Yeah. Still a buy on Jefferson. I like him. I actually think they're going to put up a big... And again, a lot of these things are like week to week at this point, because that's how I'm kind of viewing the NFL season. Okay. So Green Bay is at Minnesota. I think it's going to be a high... You know, say what you want about Kirk Cousins. The guy puts up Pretty big stats the last few years. Jefferson is arguably the best receiver in the game. You can get a PSA 10 silver. Now, granted, it's tough to find. The popcorn's only 64, 650 bucks. But you can get his base stuff for under $100 still. So I'm in on Justin Jefferson. His contender's base auto is 225 raw. Like, I, I think anything Justin Jefferson is a great buy because I think he's an awesome player and that position is not respected enough in the hobby. Uh, the other receivers, too. Actually, you can leave them both up right now. Somebody on the Denver Broncos team is going to have a monster season statistically from the wide receiver position. I think it's easy. I think it's Jerry Judy, but it could easily be Cortland Sutton. I, I bought a few Judy cards just to see what happens. But Russ Wilson puts up massive numbers every year. Like he's going to have a great MVP type start to the year, especially the first ten games. He always starts hot when he's not injured, and historically he has not had a ton of injury history. So, like, just to give you some numbers, Jerry Judy. I mean, his contenders auto fifty to sixty bucks. That is super cheap. That seems like a crazy no-brainer buy to me. His prison PSA 10s are like, what, 30 bucks right now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I just, and if you think Sutton's the guy, same thing. Like, contender's ticket, contender's ticket, a raw auto, 35 to 45 bucks in general. I think there's some decent plays with that. And I do start to wonder, everybody's, not everybody, but a number of people always say, it's, at what point do we see the non-QB step up? Maybe it's the year when we have nobody as a quarterback in the draft that has any interest in the hobby. Maybe this is the year when guys are like, okay, we're chasing rookie wide receivers anyways because there's no QBs. Okay. So, yeah, some of those guys are going to go back and say, okay, I'll just chase the 2021 quarterbacks. I'll go chase Mac, Trevor, Fields, Lance, all those dudes. Mm-hmm. But some other guys are going to say, yeah, I'm just going to chase the receivers from this class. And then the rationale is, well, there's two of the best receivers in football over the past two years, Jamar last year and Jefferson the year before. I'm just going to go buy those guys. So I actually think the receiver play, if you're not going quarterback, is probably the best. So what would you say? Do you have an opinion as far as a position after QB? Is it wide receiver or running back? Would you think is the best investable receiver? 
receiver. Running okay. back, the health is such an issue. Like, none of those guys play that long, which is sad. So, gotcha. Okay. Yep, I'm in on running backs. I was going to highlight, too, just like two games this week that I think are interesting. I don't know, almost like a, not a pick em type thing, but just two games that I thought, I think we might see two guys that are down in the hobby that might have a, a big game and go nuts. So Derrick Henry is at home against the Giants. Mm. Your Giants. Don't don't you dare say that. Big fan. You've got that memorabilia in your house, I think. <laughs> if I remember that correctly. Are you just talking about me because I'm so large? Sure. I am giant the giant man. in the house. I, I think he's going to run all over that team. Not to mention it's supposed to be kind of bad weather here Sunday. So I have a feeling he's going to go absolutely crazy. First game back after the injury. I think that could be huge for him. Did he not play in the playoffs? I thought he did. Oh, he, I mean, he did, but he wasn't. You could tell yeah. he wasn't a full health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one, to me, Lamar Jackson, he's at at the Jets. I mean, the Jets are a garbage team. Although they actually think they're going to be exciting offensively. I think Wilson's going to put up some games. Okay. I kind of like Wilson, the, the new receiver. But I think Lamar is going to light them up. And another guy who, you know, statistically has some monster games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if he came out and has, you know, 211 passing yards, 120 rushing yards, and five total touchdowns or something ridiculous. So... I do think there's a couple, there's probably more, but those are the two that jumped out to me because of schedule. Just looking at some Lamar Jackson cards, like the PSA 10 only has like 630 to 2018 Prism um, card, but the PSA 9, there's like 3,300 of those, and it is going for 59 bucks. It's actually gone up quite a bit over the last three or four months. It was only selling for 40 for a little while. That might not be a bad play if you think uh, Lamar Jackson's got a chance this weekend. Oh, I think that's a blow him out. Okay. Yep. I like Jackson. Um, all right. So there's your NFL opening day hot takes from SCN. Uh, straight facts, homie. Oh, I didn't even do the thing. It's been so long since I've even done a straight facts, a homie. Is that bro? That's Broca. That's got to be or Broca. Tays, yeah. <laughs> or my grandpa Taze. Uh, well, he's a, dead, so it's probably not him. Don't. Is Tom Broca dead too? Have we talked about this? <laughs> I think we've talked about this at a because I feel like every time you say it, it's a Taze voice, and then we immediately go to the fact that he's not alive anymore. Love you, Grandpa. Um, he can't hear you. I'm just saying, I love him. Uh, there, Derek Jeter is in the news for possibly. Well, it doesn't sound like possibly. He's starting a new trading card venture. Died if in you will. 2021, by the way. <sighs> wow! Thanks for ruining my day with that piece of information. No problem. Uh, um, arena club is what it is being called. I got to tell you right off the bat, it's almost tiring. That's that's when he retired. retired. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's doing fine. It's hard to say. Is Tom Brokaw. That's all you have to do. Uh, I put it I'm trying. um, He's doing great. I should have put it up. Mike, Mike would know he's in the news world. He would have known if he was alive. I put that in Google. It's the first thing. They, because talking about Peter Jennings and Tom Brokaw, yeah. they began and retired from their anchor chairs or died in Jennings' case, my fault oh, there, within okay. a year of each other. Brokaw's alive. He's also written several books on American history and society <sighs> in the 20th century. At least we all know. We can, we can what, sleep a, easy tonight. You have a slow weekend? What about reading some American <laughs> history in the 20th century? Uh, don't get your blood going. Bro, some people love American uh, history. I don't. I mean, some people great. do. Uh, back to Derek Jeter, the fact that he is wanting to start another marketplace for cards. I just, I think we've got enough right now. Like I know that we've talked about many times, like we want more competition and things like that. Uh, But he wants to do grading storage an online marketplace. 
it's just like, okay, cool. Another one. That's, that's basically what I saw when I see when I looked at this, um, there has already been funding of $9 million going into this, which again, is, doesn't that make you think Jeter has like nothing to do with this really? It does make very me, little. Well, and it, so on one hand it does. On the other hand, it's like, well, you don't want to be all of your own money tied up into it in case it, which also could make me think he's not as invested if he's using but other 9 people's million, money. What's he worth? A billion dollars? $500 million? Now that's a Google search right there. How much is Derek Jr. worth? Yeah, put that in. Yeah, because this is what I read. Like, first of all, you're going to go after the grading space. Like, cool. Have fun competing with collectors. PSA. $200 million. You know, you're going to compete with PSA, SGC, BGS, and CSG yeah. in a brutal space. Like, you see what happens when new grading comes on the scene. People hate it instinctively. I don't get that. The well, I think vault- he's using his, his appeal, right? Like, because none yes. of them are... I would assume that's what he would do. But again, if he's using all this other venture capital money, then I don't know. It does beg the question of how much involvement he would have. Is a vaulting thing too. I'm like, if I'm going to vault something, just go with PWCC. They just raised $175 million for their like revenue stuff. Dude, their- that was another news piece. Fine. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But I'm just saying, like, why would you want to compete with them? They already do it very well and have a marketplace. I don't know. It, it honestly is like a weird move to me. I, I just wonder if this guy is actually involved. And if anybody from the card realm by any means is involved with that or is this just another like hey we all have money and it's funny too the article a booming market I'm like yeah a year ago i, don't I think mean I'd it's call still it, big but it wouldn't be booming at this right point now. yeah that's what i mean so i'm just like this seems like these guys are out of touch i would say it boomed and now we're in the bum that's the past past tense of boom. the opposite of tickle <laughs> is that what that is tackle um the $175 million news from PWCC, the fact that they have raised that much in financing is interesting because they're also talking about uh, being able to provide cash advances to their collectors, uh, even loans in some cases. Which they've been doing for years, by the way. Oh, so, they, a, yeah, that's a, so that's not new at all. Right. It's just, it, I mean, obviously on a much larger scale. Yeah. But like PWCC does a great job with that whole lending. Like I don't use them, but everybody I know who's big into like actual vaulting and that kind of a market. Yeah. Uses PWCC. So it's, it's another giant coming into the space, it sounds like, which who, who knows if we are going to need that. At this point, it doesn't seem like we do. Uh, there is also some additional news as far as people wanted us to talk about the Platinum Card Breaks thing. If you're not familiar, there's a video. I, why would anyone do this to their employee, period? But especially when they know they're live on camera. But... Uh, it shows a boss uh, gentleman by the name of G uh, putting, it looks like a box cutter to one of his employees necks and making him tell him that he loves him or something. It was pretty weird. It's a very weird video. It's also like, I assume that there were going to be people who say, well, maybe he was joking around. Cause you can also kind of hear the kid laughing in the background, but it didn't sound like it started like that. It's very, I'll tell you, it doesn't look good. I, I'm i also like kind of, uh, I've heard stories about the guy and it kind of makes me nervous of talking too badly about him. But as someone in the news, I guess is what we would be considered as news uh, in this, at least in this segment, I don't, I don't really care for it. I think that that's a bad, bad guy for doing such a thing. There you go. Yeah, I mean, he was also the guy who like pretty intentionally, at least in my opinion, hid the Justin Fields redemption. So, you know, this video too, like 
I just honestly, when I watch the video, I was like, he just sounds like he's drunk and is going at this kid, like yelling yeah. at the kid and going nuts. Oh yeah, he definitely. But people drunk. still break with him, so like I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, so like we got this from Sports Card Radio, which by the way, I just had a revelation on Twitter. I didn't know Sports Card News, and then th- that was the brother. I had no clue because I have quoted Sports Card Radio on here before. Um, same thing, like that was the video I watched. I, I mean, I, I guess you could make an argument he's playing around. Like it didn't seem like it to me, and I do think it's sad, like that that kind of behavior is just tolerated and people just don't care. You know, that guy made a good point, too. He's like, you know, hopefully fanatics or whoever else comes into the side and is distributing things like, hey, don't give them to people like oh, that. How could they? Yeah. I mean, maybe, but they get a ton of product. By the way, I agree. I would in a perfect world. Great. Like, yeah, characters like that don't get anything. I am. I would be shocked to see that come to fruition, though. You think? I mean, they're moving. I don't know, so, it- they're moving so much product. Like, is it maybe I do? I hope it happens. But that would be a pretty big new trend because they're getting product from everybody right now. So I think the stance that I would take is don't do like I I'm not freaking out or jumping up and down. Not that I usually do, but I do think what what is done in that video? It's high. It's very high. Okay, don't worry about that. Got great calves. Fair. The guy obviously whether he's joking around or not, that's not okay. Even joking, um, I think that you shouldn't do business with platinum card breaks. I think that that move is you are drawing. I like Jesse is drawing a line. On I, the sand. I, yeah, that's not OK. I like, like especially like the that there's already other things going on in the background of things he's done in the past. So, yeah, don't do business with them. That's that's my take. I like when you I, I like aggressive Jesse. <laughs> well, it's I not like cool. This. Like he because here's the thing, too, is like he is a, in a power position. Sure. And this kid, whether he thinks it's funny or they're best friends or not, he what is his other choice is sure. like. To laugh, you either laugh or you start crying. I, by the way, I totally agree with you. I'm, just, I'm happy to hear you. Sometimes you're a little bit more diplomatic. I like that you were just like, "Hey, this is how I feel." Yeah, I, I don't this know. is I, me, Jesse Rhodes Gibson. <laughs> look I, at I, me. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. I agree. By the way, I don't think I think it's a horrible look. I, I think he's a bad character. Period. And I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Okay. Um, I, and I didn't think you would disagree. It's just like no, not at all. Yeah. The. As far as sports cards news and sports cards radio goes, I had no clue. By the way, he got he got kind of came, didn't even come at. We had a back and forth on Twitter. I didn't know they were brothers. He was coming at a little. Bit. That's fine. I mean, whatever. And it, you know, we don't research our stuff. I was part of my research was some of the other videos from sports card radio. I didn't know they were related. So good, good um, on them. Good video. Unrelated news: Queen Elizabeth II is not doing well, guys. Um, How happy are you? I'm not happy. I am not happy. Are you? However. Sad? When we were at Nash Cards a couple weeks ago. <laughs> You're not sad. No way. She passed? She just passed? I'm looking at it. No, this doesn't she's sound under like super. Okay. This just in. It is 1237 Central Time, September the 8th. Queen Elizabeth II. Hang on. What is happening? That's a really. Dude, do you know how long she's been in power? Like the this is going to affect a lot of listeners outside the U.S. People in the U.S. probably don't care all that much. What is? I, but I, the reason why I say any of the, the only reason I said any of this is because last week got a card. we were we were ripping some old packs of cards and I pulled a Queen Elizabeth card. And I was like, oh, I want to send this off to get graded. And what are the? Cha- you no, know you're not I'm happy. not using you're my right. powers for evil. Sure, I'm not using my powers. For I'm evil, just going to tell you, I don't care. But anything I'm just is- saying, the day before Bill Russell passed, I did. Pull that Bill Russell card too. You're a bad person. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I I'm wouldn't just do say- business with you. <laughs> I didn't do it. Wait, what? I don't know what the royal family does. Anyways, honestly, they do weddings and they take <sighs> pictures. 
listen, I'm not here to tell you whether or not you should know anything about Queen Elizabeth II. I don't. But I'm saying there's a number of people out there, including our Canadian friends to the north and our friends across the pond that are going to be, I think it's a big, it's a big thing, especially with the fact of how long. You remember when Princess Di died? And like all of the, the fanfare, even in the U.S.? Agreed. I'm not saying she's not a celebrity. In the card world, this is going to make, it's oh, not going to make that many waves, but it is just interesting that it just happened. So there you go. It's like, where were you when Queen Elizabeth passed? We were doing the podcast and Mike told us. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. There's, People are excited. If you have a Queen Elizabeth card, just. Okay. I'm saying don't do anything Push like that. Push your own agenda now. That's a, that was just a dark. This is a Jesse heavy episode. I don't hate it. I kind of <laughs> like being the passenger a little bit. I, uh, I, I obviously I shouldn't be. It, I, obviously I shouldn't be. I'm in a weird place. Let's go ahead and jump over to NFT, uh, NFT prism baseball news, just because you had a little success with pulling a few cards that we're going to be, uh, because of that success, we're going to be doing some giveaways to you guys, you listeners. Uh, so we did, I gave away like 180 cards the other night. 180 cards? 160? Yeah, I have like no cards left in the account now, which is cool. Panini gave us a bunch of free packs. I was going to do like the thing we just like rip them live, but it never goes well. So we did rip one or two live. I, and, I, and then I sold a few cards. Okay. I actually wanted to highlight this, um, which that's a good thing too. You can actually track all the sales and see usernames and all that stuff. So I sold that Otani gold, uh, not optic, gold prism mm-hmm. for a th- $9.99. I put it as a buy it now. It got hit within minutes. Do you think you under you undervalued it? Probably, but yeah. that's fine. We're giving all the stuff away, anyways. Like yeah. I was live at a card shop, live giving stuff away. I gave away a, a couple of my nice kabooms that I had from earlier. Uh, we did away some f- actual free physical wax as well, and I, I have more NFT stuff to give away too. But here was my whole point with this: like, just as like a a fun, like, hey, if we didn't get these packs for free though, so fifty packs, five hundred dollars would have cost us. Again, I gave away almost everything else, um, including like there was. I, I think we had a couple other golds. There was a Garrett Cole. There was a couple gold autos, but nobody big. Um, so we had a Julio Rodriguez auto, and it was a um, it was an ultra rare, numbered to sixty five. Mm-hmm. Sold for like twenty one or twenty two bucks. I was pretty surprised by that. I thought that was going to be a hundred dollar card. Like he's yeah the hottest rookie ultra rare. I was underwhelmed by that. The other one that was crazy, uh, I got an epic or ultra rare trout. It was numbered to twenty five. Okay. Uh, like, you know who Mike Trout is. Of what course. What would you guess that card sold for? Number to 25? Yep. I mean, the Otani was doing so much, and that's not like a rookie card or anything. Um, I I don't know, like 150 bucks? $7. What? I was actually, and, and like you can see sales history, maybe the other ones did too. I was pretty shocked by that one. But then the Otani was 1000 bucks. So overall, the Otani, obviously, I would have doubled my money for the entire purchase. But it is weird to me the differences in the NFT side of things and the physical side. Yeah. Like physical side, like the Otani was, would have been a big physical card as well, but that trout would have been worth quite a bit more. The Julio Rodriguez for sure, which makes sense. Like physical auto, or digital autos, I don't understand the point of, quite frankly. Like it's not I a mean, real I think it's just Anyways, more of a, a scarcity thing. Sure, and that makes sense. Um, but overall, like again, I kind of mess with the NFT stuff a little bit. I do it more from the, hey, what can I rip and like actually make money with? I don't think it's even close. The entry, and here's the positives: whether you like NFTs or not, I don't. I don't really care. The price point at ten bucks is ten awesome. Bucks, yeah, and the return there to me is better, on average, than any physical product out there. Not close. And there are certain. Do the one of one Otani sold the gold vinyl? Uh, oh yeah. a week, about a week ago, maybe less. 
$15,000. That guy's in our Facebook group, by the way. He posted a screenshot. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's still some major, major, like, monster cards out there. Well, and I think what's cool, too, is, like, even if you're not into it, if you want to dabble in it and just get some free packs every once in a while, that's what we do a lot. We just got some more packs. We got some optic. We're going to do this afternoon. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it will already Oh, yeah, ar- we're doing a live happened. with Brett today. But we're going to do a live uh, NFL optic uh, giveaway in Instagram. So, you know, just keep checking us out. If you guys have questions or anything like that, let us know. But it is kind of interesting to see the return on investment, whether or not you're a collector of it or not. Yep. Um, all right. So, re- oh, well, ca- Nashville Card Show before we hit release week. We're, we're gonna going to be in Nashville or yep. Franklin, technically. How far is that from here? Like 40 minutes? Uh, it's a Friday, so there's going to be work traffic. So I would give it probably close to an hour just to be oh, safe. Yeah, so we're leaving at six. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we will be set up. We'll have some swag. We'll have some showcases because I'm going to actually be. Two of my big things, I would, I mean, obviously I want to spread the word about Card Shop Live, but I also just want to buy a bunch of stuff for the repack and I want to hopefully sell some stuff too. I'll have the showcase there. Is the Sports Cards Onsen banner in your office? I didn't look. I'll check it out. Yeah, let's just make sure we. I don't know what we do with that. I would just like to have it and we can figure something out. Okay. If we can't figure something out, we don't worry, but that's fair. I would like to have something. I'm uh, going to be wearing my SCN shirt, if nothing else. That's that's a pretty broad I'm go get banner. a medium. I have a large. Swimming in the thing. You don't have any SCN shirts. You're talking about Cartop Live shirt. My fault. I yeah, do. Yeah. You're right. I don't have any sports. I need to get some polos made up. I, I want to sell really like bums. Yeah. Oh, a polo SCN I want shirt. A polo. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Polo collar. Fancy. Like a, a knitted a couple. Like a. I don't know how they make it. I'm not, I'm not concerned with how it gets put together. <laughs> I just want to wear the thing. Um, I am. Yeah, we're also going to do some live selling and breaking on the app from the card show, mm-hmm. and we're going to try this thing out, which we're going to kind of dial it in more on the bigger shows to come but it's going to be one of those things if you win the card and you're just on the app whatever we'll ship it to you like normal you win good for you but if you are live in person bidding and win something there will be a bonus box there for you to pick stuff from just to kind of incentivize guys of the show like hey jump on this app come hang out with jesse sit on his lap tell him what you want for let me give you a piggyback for cards (laughs) piggybacks also encouraged so yeah nashville card show friday saturday sunday this week september 9 10 11 okay Awesome. Uh, release week. Not a lot. Uh, we got a big release week coming up next week, but not a lot going on today. I pulled. Elite's the big one tomorrow. Elite, yeah. So Elite, again, I, I do wonder how this is going to be. Like, I'm not sure if score is going to be. Score comes out in a couple of weeks. I don't know if those are going to be pro uniform or not. I'm assuming they are, but okay. they may not be. Elite, though, at least from the few pictures that are, pictures that are online, mm-hmm. the Kenny Pickett is in a pro uniform. The Pen Pal Autos are pro uniforms. So I do wonder, is just everything pro, which would be, I mean, massive, much better than college, obviously, in terms of resale and is collectability. It, so, so is it not always? Elite's, gone, elites back and forth. It's, it's, really? it's flip-flopped a couple times. Uh, this is one that is really dependent on price for me. Oh, Because the really? price okay. is, see that elite in there? $325. What's the breakdown? So you got 20 packs per box with five cards in a pack. So cards? Okay. two autos. One memorabilia, three rookies, three rookies in the entire box, six parallels, 11 inserts. Hmm. It does say like box break. Oh. It says three rookies. Hmm. So, I mean, if you can get numbered stuff, I mean, the fact that there's that many base and parallels, there's cards in there that, you know, you're, you're not just chasing the one big hit. There's a bunch of stuff you could potentially hit. Maybe you grade your way out of it. I don't mind it. I thought you were going to say like 275. Tell me what 2021 is of that, please, too, while you're doing it. Okay. 
Um, we also put out a little poll in the Facebook group, or more just like a thought of the day. Like, I'm very curious what people think about 2022 NFL product. And like a lot of the response was, yeah, we're kind of underwhelming, which I agree with because of the lack of QB chase. What's the price on 2021 Elite? Do you think it's up or down? 450. 500. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So the other overwhelming response, though, as opposed to being underwhelmed and whelmed, the largest number of people kind of said the same thing. It's actually nice. I'm going to go and chase my vet heavy teams and I'm not going to have to spend $500 on a PYT on something. That is that is kind of a nice change from the last few years of football because football in particular have been hotter than anything else the last two years. The Burrow-Herbert class, absolutely insane. Last year, five QBs, absolutely nuts. So I do think it's a good opportunity for guys who maybe were priced out to find their way back because there isn't like that one big chase. The other thing I think is going to be very clear by the end of the year is that vet-heavy product is going to do well this year rookie reliant product which in football the majority yeah. are like elite especially mm-hmm. it's a very rookie driven product i think it's probably going to struggle because there's not a big chase interesting so. well i saw a few of the comments in the facebook group people saying like you know i'm going to be able to save money this year or something like that yeah i think a lot of guys are kind of like yeah we're not really going to buy in yet the timing we've talked about this a number of times though the fact that it's already the season this stuff is coming out well, cool. If a couple of these guys have the you know big week one, week two, well, that changes the whole narrative. All of a sudden, there's a rookie to chase. So there's potential there, but I'm not in a huge rush to chase 2022 product yet. So you get like that. You got Immaculate Collegiate coming out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Gold Standard. Now, see, there's a good difference. A Gold Standard is also rookie-inspired, of course, but way more vet-heavy than other products. So I think Gold Standard will probably do fine. But some of these other ones, I think, early on are going to struggle. Do you consider when big companies come in with a lot of money to try and boost something? In this case, like if I'm specifically referring to the fact that there's so much money that is coming into the hobby to try and keep it afloat, to make guys want it more, to make it more appealing. Is that a considered a shill? Like what? Why is it something that we are all, well, for the most part, it seems like we're more okay with a company advertising or pushing a certain product of some kind. But if someone goes out and talks up a card or goes out, I mean, when they obviously bid on it, we say that's a shill and we're not okay with it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, another company says, okay, well, I, this is the best product of the year. Go out and buy it. Does that not consider, is that not considered the same? What's the motive of it? Well, I think the motive ultimately is if you've got all this money coming into the hobby, then you want the investment to do well. And therefore you need to talk up and tell the community like, hey, this is... So realistically, we're talking like Fanatics comes in with a bunch of money? Sure. I mean, Fanatics, I was even thinking of the Jeter thing, like too. Like what if they just come out and just start talking up baseball product or whatever the case may be and be like, oh, by the way, if you get that card graded with us, you get a certain discount, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I guess that's a difference. That's why I asked what the motivation is. Is the motivation to shill up this particular card so that I make money off it? Totally Mm -hmm. selfishly motivated. Or is the motivation of a company like, hey, we're going to come in and buy tops and make the entire baseball market lift by promoting and pumping everything up as much as we can? Yeah. In which point there's a net positive there. Like the whole market actually does rise because of the influence as opposed to one guy saying, I'm going to shill bid up a card and somebody's going to over like one person going to overpay and get hurt and one person is going to benefit. Well, that's the difference to, to me at least. So break it down a little bit more. What if the company goes as far as to to make that product look good, 
they start buying up those cards from dummy accounts online. Not to say like, this is more like, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theory stuff, but it is something certainly possible and not even hard to do is go out, buy up the cards on the third markets to make it appear more valuable and therefore make cards more desirable to purchase. I mean, I guess I don't, do you have I just, like a specific well, thing in mind? No, 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 because I'm, okay. I'm just wondering, would people overall have an issue with that? Yeah. I mean, altered that with Marvel. You so spoke out pretty tough about it. But in the end, it helped the Marvel market. If you did it, if I you mean, got an after it well, crashed. Like the, the metal, like obviously it didn't, but I mean, the fact that the 1990 Marvel is still is, way down, it's down, but it's still a lot hotter than it was. I mean, those sure. boxes were going for, but everything is hotter than it was two and a half years ago before they, so well, not sort of, everything. I mean, there's a lot of things that have come back down is what I mean. And some things have still remained, even though they're down quite a bit, they're still quite a bit higher than they were. Where, whereas other individual cards, some, uh, not as much wax, but more cards have come down quite a bit to close to where they were before it. So I just think that if you, is it an overall bad idea for big, the companies that have big money to go in and try and boost the market in a way that we would consider shilling? I don't consider that shilling. That's a difference. Well, the thing that you, that I said though, you would, right? Like where guys, where they have a dummy account, go out and purchase product, not even, not even a certain card, just, all of one particular product, like going out and buying all, if there's a new Spider-Man set that comes out and the marketing team says, Hey, we got like some companies over here. We're just going to have them buy up all these cards to make it look like the prices went up. I mean, I guess I don't, I I I just, does that a bad thing? Sure. I don't think there's any world that's happening. You don't. A company's going to go in and buy up a single card or a set to make it more appealing? Not a single card. And it doesn't have to be every card. It's just a overall look to make it. Because there are, so. I feel like the, you're holding back here. Well, I, I am holding Why back. Why don't you speak some, on this? No, 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 I won't. Because oh, it would also affect certain, you know, companies that I have respect for. And I don't know if they would actually do that. So I don't want to put it in someone's head. But I do wonder if that is, to some degree, a, an issue. And I was just, it was more of a hypothetical that I was hoping we could just keep hypothetical. Well, that's okay. Bottom line, I was just curious more to see your general take of where the line of shilling begins and ends in a more hypothetical situation. But, um, but yeah, I, I, my, my general thought for asking the question is because when I was reading through the comments that you posted in the Facebook thing about guys' thoughts about product and you know, I'm going to save money. It makes me think, oh, they're going to save money, which means less money is going to be spent, which means more big companies are going to come out and they're going to try and push stuff to try and make it more desirable for guys to spend. And therefore it made me think, how would they go about doing that? That's how I got about to that thought. And I did have certain theories, but they will be my own private theories. You already told me. No, I said. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, on to a couple of little hodgepodge things. Museum box rip review you wanted to talk about? I ripped two boxes yesterday. Back-to-back J-Rod autos. One out of 25 batch auto and an archival auto. I like the product. And then Pull there's a one one The two J-Rods I just talked about. How is it that I missed something <laughs> it like is that? A- <laughs> it is funny. It is funny because you did say that. And I, 
I was like taking. Man, I had such a great day today. Hey, did you have a good day? Did you have even a? What'd you do today, bro? Oh my goodness! I was taking a sip of a drink. You're so wrapped up in this conspiracy, hypothetical, (laughs) nonsense world where you're asking me general hypothetical questions about a real situation. I want to stab you. That's fair. But not to hurt you. No, thank you. That was a love. Uh, The other thing is the one on one Zach Wilson just hit eBay. That card was pulled on Card Drop Live. It's a one on one black auto from Select. I think it's a PSA nine. Our buddy Matt, five star cards, has it up. I think he's got it up for 25K or best offer for the owner. Man, nice timing too with the fact that that got pulled and we're about to go right into football season. Um, Once he gets back on the field, it really depends on his health and what he does. But I would try to move that quick. I think the guy's smart for trying to sell. You already covered the Otani MVP debate, so we don't even have to talk about that. I just think Judge should win the—I hate the Yankees. I think Judge should win it. That team without Judge would be absolute garbage. And yes, what Otani is doing is crazy, historically impressive, and unbelievable. I don't like the fact that a team is such garbage. And that's it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, we're going into mailbag. One other thing we were going to mention too is we've talked with Ryan Spoon from So Rare. He came on the show recently um, to talk about when MLB they so they are already gigantic in the space of the fantasy slash NFT game of So Rare. Uh, they call it football. It's soccer, okay, but they call it football. Uh, but then they release So Rare MLB. Well, yesterday, Wednesday the seventh, they just released So Rare. Uh, NBA, and that is going to be launching sometime in October. I think it's pretty cool just because I thought MLB was cool, but it, I realized as I was playing, I don't know these players as nearly as well as I would an NBA or NFL team. So I didn't play quite as much after we started talking about it. Uh, this is not a sponsor segment. Uh, not to say that it couldn't be, but um, it is something I do think is really fun. And it's a good mix of a game, and if you want to make some money on it, you also can by flipping the NFT cards that you get in the game. So, I like I like NBA much better, anyways, fantasy wise. So I don't play fantasy baseball too much. Three thousand games. Oh god, yeah, like, yeah. I just want to do the week to week NBA stuff. So he um, has been. I, I told you this off there as slow to respond to that email as I think he is in the pool. <laughs> so deal with that. That's- so, I'm just saying. You, I was uh, in New Jersey. I don't know if it's a funny thing or if it's hurtful. I, mean, I don't think anybody's. I showed up in New Jersey. I was ready to swim. I had a you, brought your, you brought your Speedo. Brought my we're suit. ready. I don't even need the Speedo. I could deal with the lag of the shorts. <laughs> you don't. It was a no-show. I mean, what does that tell you? I don't know. Do you want to trust you that company? You even had that specific date and time ready to go. Do you want right? to trust that company when guys don't show up to things? I don't know. Maybe you do. That's on you. I'm not saying this I would or wouldn't. I'm just telling you. They have, they have NBA licensing, and I think I can beat him and his kid in a race. Like, that's it. Those are facts, and that's all we know to that story. <laughs> Those are facts. <laughs> all right. Mailbag time. Thank you guys for dropping your mailbag, by the way. I forgot the other person's name on that call. I I, I often try to think of this from other areas. Like, I, like, what do you mean? Like, how do people perceive the absolute and utter nonsense oh. of the spewed? Like, we've spoken to Ryan, so he's probably like, oh, those guys are just idiots. But, like, I'm oh, trying you're to— you're talking about Paige? I'm trying to imagine, like, Paige here. Oh. I'm not that I'm assuming she's a listener. <laughs> These are the people you speak to? I think These we could get buffoons? a female audience. Jesse? I'll go what much more feminine. I, I mean, like, just bring in that caring, loving audience. Okay, conspiracy boy. What? <laughs> Read your questions. I absolutely will, Mike, because you asked me so nicely. Thank See? You. There you go. Mailbag, the Facebook brings us questions from Tony Kidd. Will 2022 Panini National Treasures FIFA Road to World Cup be a buy or should we hold off on it 
and why? Are you guys ripping any yourselves? I imagine we will get some through one of the guys. Obviously, if you listen to the show at all, you know we are not super knowledgeable with soccer, but the generic rule, kind of the the guide for us, is what Jason has told us and what our buddies at Panini said. Anything World Cup is a is a good rip that like that's what you want to chase. Checklist mm-hmm. will be premium. An optimum check. Opti optimum optim, optimium. Optimium. Amenable. That's it. Nailed it. The World Cup <laughs> checklist is great. I can understand that simple logic. I would break some for that reason. I would rip some for myself. I would love some myself. I just ripped some finest the other day, as a matter of fact. I did I actually did pretty good. Like I got a bunch of I get like Colorados and stuff, not this. I got a box from GTS or Eddie? One yeah. of the two. It must have been GTS. Eddie doesn't get soccer. I guess I did pretty good. People say a, you, you I did I sent good? a picture to Jason. He's like, I think you had five or six hundred five or six hundred dollars worth of stuff. What so. does the box cost? Oh, finest is cheap. Maybe one fifty. Whoa. I think okay. they're pretty That's good. That's not bad. But, but yeah, generic general rule. Good grief! Just, just <laughs> he swimming got a all lot over of the, blood taken. Just guys. swimming all over a the, lot of it. Two vials, by the way. Two. Um, World Cup seems to be the product and checklist you want. Jeremy Byers wants to know what is Jesse Rhodes Gibson. Why did I say my own middle name? What's Jesse Gibson's Grail card at the time being? Here's the thing: I read this question before we started the show, and I was going to say the Queen Elizabeth card because I didn't know that was the case. Um, I was really excited. To have that card and to be getting it graded. So let me throw you a hypothetical. Here we Mr. go. Oh, Mr. Yes. Schill. Yes. How do you feel about people who prosper off the death of others? Um, I like to be respectful in the time of their loss. Uh, Is that especially what you would if call it was someone dancing who... in your chair earlier? Is that your respect? <laughs> I was never dancing. Okay, I want to be clear. That is, he is joking right there. I was never excited. Maybe I just an thought exaggeration. it was stunning that it happened when this was something that I was already going to talk about. And all of it's just weird. It's weird oh, timing. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's like, to it's you, like, hey, did you ever see pigs fly? And then you walk outside and there's a pig flying. Like, you would be pretty shocked by that. Yeah, I, you might call it shock. I oh look God. more like exuberance no, to me. You'd be that's wrong. I, you would be wrong. I'm entitled to my opinion. Yes, you are. Connor Larson wants to know, what should you do if you think your card has been misgraded? Try to send it back. Period. Is that, I mean, that's it. Like, do you contact, do you think there's a contact in those cases? I think you're wasting your time. Really? In general. Yeah. Have you ever run into that personally? Nothing egregious. Like I get back cards. I did it last week in my reveal. Like this card's a nine really thought it was a 10. I just tend to lean toward. They probably saw something I didn't. I, I know oh. it's a, a lame answer, but honestly, oh, like if it came back okay. a five, like, okay. Like, yeah. This is a little bit of an issue now. Well, I think of it more when he says misgraded, like, I sent it in a Zach Wilson card and it comes back with a Mac Jones title or something like oh, that. Well, that's different. You send that back, they'll correct it for free. He's saying the grade is wrong. Like this came back a seven for no reason. It should have been a 10. Just misgraded. Okay. Yeah. Um, Edwin Otero, I read your, car, your question about the platinum brick thing. I'm just letting you know we already talked about it. There you go. Go back and listen to that. Jesse Prep. Connor Larson. Well, I only prepped a few of these because, again, we put up the mailbag so late that I only got a chance to read a few. Connor Larson again? is back. Um, he wanted to also ask another kickoff to the NFL question. Um, so who do you think wins Rams or bills? I think the Rams win tonight. I know everybody's super high on Allen I and am, I think he's going to have an MVP year. I'm so high on Allen, especially know. cause he's my quarterback. Like the Rams, well, Stafford's my quarterback. So I win. <laughs> um, I don't know. The Rams are the Super Bowl champions. It's at home. I think that team is at, has the capability. Like they didn't lose any major pieces. I it's going to be just as good. So yeah, I think the Rams win. By a field goal. 27-24 LA Rams. Book it. 
you think it's that close and the Rams are winning, that is a joke. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you're right about the 24. It's 24 to 13 with the Bills winning. Okay. That's that's not a that's not a guess. That's what it is. So, uh, Brian Schoen. Just to be clear, you've yeah, watched how many games in your life? Bills winning. Okay. Brian wants to know: Can you talk about preference or not? Of whew, man, this is what happens when you don't prep because I didn't read the the wording on this. Can you talk about preference um, or not of non pack pulled autos better than stickers? Would you rather have an IP signed? Obsidian RC or a sticker auto from manufacturer. So IP in person, like when I'm sending, like those Thank rookie you. autos I've been buying. Thank you. Those are just signed by the guy, and then you get them in caps. Brian, yourself. for being part of our Facebook group, you really need to make things easier for me to read. That that's also my fault, but it it could be yours. Mostly yours. Uh, I I like in person autos, especially if it looks good on the card. Uh, but I actually I also don't have a huge issue with sticker autos unless they're just hideous. Thank you, Brian. We love you. Micah, our very own uh, master of reports who did the report earlier, also had a question for us. If you're first to market on an SGC quick flip sub, what multiplier are you usually asking for if you get a 10? If raw is worth $25, are you asking for a, what are you listing a 10 for? $25 raw card, I don't know, 75 to 100, somewhere in that range. Three to four time. Okay. For but that's specifically for SGC. Would you do anything different if it wasn't? Because I'm just going. I'm thinking back to the list that he put together and thinking how some of those were m- multiplied quite a bit more than four times. Yeah, and a lot of them weren't. You know, some of them were. Yeah. So I guess it I just think depends four times very reasonable with PSA. Maybe kick it up to five if you want five or six for a good average. Okay. Uh, Christian uh, Bein, Bien, what sports duo do you guys think you can relate to? Mike, Kobe, Jesse, Shaq, question mark. What sports duo are we, Mike? <laughs> Batman and Alfred. <laughs> That's not a sports duo. <laughs> that, and why am I Alfred? That's a compliment. I, no, it's not. Brady and Gronk. How about that? Yes. Obviously, I'm Brady. Carlos Cofino. What, what the heck? What shampoo and conditioner does Jesse use? Uh, I'm a head and shoulders man. I I don't have dandruff, but I want to make sure I keep it that way. So there you go. <laughs> it's an interesting question. Uh, Tyler Rodriguez, are you redeeming redemptions or selling? What's the biggest card you've pulled that was a redemption? That's a good question, actually. So with some redemptions. Oh, if I, the shampoo one wasn't? You jerk. If I want to get quick to market with stuff, you just sell it as is. Like, guys, I'm not high on. Like, if I were to pull a big rookie out of this NFL class, I'm selling it right away. If I pull anything vet, I want to redeem it and get it, you know, actually have the card. Because I think you get more, obviously you get more when the card is alive. But what's the time? And then for biggest, we man, especially Eddie, he pulled some big lamellos. Lamello was almost all redemptions. So I guess that's the biggest. Okay. Yeah, nothing really pops up with that. Um, Alan Avidel, Avidal. I like this question. Do you guys feel that the pricing of the products is outpacing people's ability to have access to them? It's kind of my question from uh, earlier this week. Our prices are jumping extraordinarily on wax. And in my opinion, it feels like it's pricing more and more average customers out. That's what I was saying about the whole select thing. It felt like that was the case. Like people weren't as into it. There were buyers, but there just weren't, uh, you weren't getting as many as there you would on a product that would have been a little cheaper. Granted, so, so Select elite. is also down in price. 
So Elite should sell really well tomorrow because it's 300 bucks. But I mean, it's not as popular of a product as Select would be or Prism. Sure. But I mean, if you want the popular stuff, you got to pay. There's plenty. And I actually don't agree with that narrative anymore anyways. Like what wax is just like crazy out of control expensive. NBA and NFL are going to be way down. Baseball has been pretty consistent. Like, I don't, I don't know that I, I keep seeing like this. Is, are people comparing to prior to the boom? Like, and I mean, I guess, but if that's the case, you're out of touch. Like Bitcoin was $5,000 back then too. Like, cool. Like, I, I mean, I get it back in the old days. Stuff was cheap. You also couldn't resell singles for big money. So there's a connection there. Like, I don't, yeah, okay. we have this thought, like everything's just more expensive. Like, I, again, Luminance just came out. It was pretty cheap. Again, not the most desirable product of all time, but. I actually think there's, and there's different SKUs now anyways. There's retail, there's hangers, all the different stuff. I think there's plenty of entry points. I think this becomes kind of a crutch conversation point. Which is like, theory. stuff is too expensive. I do have a theory that I think what it's doing is the market is finally, or the general public is getting a realization of the return on investment on some of this these cards. Mm-hmm. And they are effectively pricing things more appropriately in the sense like, if you think about if you invest in a stock to have like a day where you did 5% return, 10% return, that's really good. But to have like a day where you doubled your money or more than that's very rare where in the card world, it ha- it's not to say it's completely that rare um, to see someone pull a card where they say doubled or tripled or even quadrupled the money that they spent on the box that they purchased. So I think that maybe what we're seeing is, some pricing come down and the overall price of the box stay up because at the end of the day, a 20% return is still a really good return. Maybe it's not as good as it used to be, uh, but in the grand scheme of investing, that would be a really good return. That's just my investor mind thinking. Yeah. The amount of times you're getting 20% back on your investment with ripping wax though is tiny. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, Guys do it because of the chase. Yeah. It used to be, hey, I'm going to chase this box. I'm going to buy an $80 box because I could chase a $300 auto. It'll be crazy. It's a one-on-one. And now it's, hey, I'm going to spend 1000 on this box, but I may hit that one-on-one trout super fractor that's worth 25000 A lot of it is the chase, and that's the game for people. I mean, that's, that's also a very fair statement. Um, all right. Fair question. Thank you very much. Let's go over to Joshua Russell. What is your preferred way to sort and store your cards? Player, sport, set, value, et cetera? Question mark? I don't have, there's no rhyme or reason to how I sort. They all just go into the big box. Unless they're for my sets and they're in there and, uh, you know, obviously separated that way. You don't do it by player? Not, not really. Just in the box. You just have a, ra- yeah, I don't know if Mike's the best person for that. His organization on those cards is terrible. Not ideal. Yeah. Um, I always did it by player. There you go. Because when I had my Jordan section. Sure, before you trade them for some wild card cards. (sighs) Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Kyle Reed, if you get a card in the mail that was packaged poorly through eBay, do you bother leaving negative feedback? And should all cards be shipped in bubble mailers? Or is there a price threshold? If a card makes it to me safe, I generally just leave positive feedback. Oh, you do leave feedback? uh, I'm bad about it. I'm pretty consistent. Uh, and in terms of the, so the bubble mail thing. So yeah, here's the tough thing. Guys want that, but then they get upset when you charge them four fifty to ship. So it's like, well, that's the cost to ship. Like, so, or do you just want the plain white envelope, which costs 99 cents? Yeah. I got a car. As a matter of fact, I got one of those Marvel 
it's a cheaper one. I forget who it even was yesterday. I got one of those Marvel metal football cards yesterday. Mm-hmm. It came in a Playmite envelope, had a little piece of cardboard in front of it, came in a top loader, wasn't damaged. And the shipping was 99 cents, which it should have been. So I'm fine with that. As long as the card gets to me safe, I really don't care how you ship. Interesting. Okay. Um, I mean, if there's cardboard around, I would think of it in a top loader, it'd be pretty hard. I mean, the mailman would purposely have to go and bin that thing up. Non-machinables, what you have to write on it, because otherwise it goes to that machine that's with the sorting machine that bends everything. Oh, really? That's actually the big issue with sending cards to, uh, uh, through plain white envelopes like that. Yep. You have to write non-machinable on it? Yeah, or you can get the stamp on there that says it at the post office. Guys, there's a little piece of information for you for all you sellers. Um, good to know. Let's see, Johnny Watt. How does the Steelers playing in the Eastern time zone only affect the market? What is that? I think you saw my answer already. I've already commented on that. Uh, maybe I need to refresh. I don't. I don't see an answer to your question. To Johnny Watt wanted to know that question, and Mike, you don't have a response. Oh, he must have put it somewhere else too. I just wrote in a word: gross. Oh, Central time zone, obviously. <laughs> That's that's your I, response. That's fair yeah, enough. Simple. Okay. Just just go. Central, by the way, they're right? at Cincinnati this week. Upset. They're going to beat Cincy. Boom. Uh, by the way, thank you guys Mark all it down. for thank you all for your questions. I've had to skip a few just because we're running out of time, and I want to get to a few we haven't heard from. A uh, couple more. Hayes Chandler Hudson. Mailbag is my favorite part of the podcast. Why does Mike hate it and rush it every episode? Read all the questions, Jesse. Well, uh, to be fair. Maybe he's talking about not you, Mike, but he's saying about producer Mike. I think that's probably more accurate. I only hate the names part. Yeah, he doesn't like when I say the names. names. Uh, And producer Mike is just trying to make sure we have even even timing and good content. Uh, Rip, last question. Oh, and it's the hardest name. Rip Camalucci. How does the Queen's passing affect the value of my Panini Crown Royal oh, Sealed right. Wax? There's, there's more of that shock, not joy and exuberance. It's surprising, Mike. It's just funny. It's some not people... me being happy. Okay. Some people don't smile that much when they're shocked <laughs> or laugh that much. That's fine. You're right. It's not even that. We all express grief differently. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with you. Being... Here's the deal. I've accepted you're just not the greatest person sometimes, and neither what am I. Do? So... What did I even do? Celebrating death. I like did a bit... Okay. Guys, that was your podcast brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Sports Cards Nonsense, powered by Spotify. You did it. That's I know. The first I time practiced it a couple times. Simply run through it. <laughs> a couple. I practiced. Come see us at the Franklin, Tennessee Card Show tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We will be there this weekend. Uh, we got a couple tables. Should be fun. There you go. Goodbye. Kobe.